This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. <clears throat> and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Apart from our stuff, we had a bit of a conversation about various things. Andy was very much enjoying the cricket as it unfolded live <laughs> on that? TV, very yeah, much so. Great. If only we could play what he says off here. <laughs> about 50 grand in the swear box. Um, but uh, we also had a chat with Martin Kellner, uh, who gave us some sport on TV, very interesting documentaries he's alerted us to. Yep. And uh, Mike Ward uh, gave us Brighton Corner and some of the non-sporting telly as well. So that'll do you. I think here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, start with a, a restaurant chain in Taiwan. Oh, do you really? Yes, I do, actually. Well, this is talk sport. Oh, obviously. That's the place to start. Give it a chance. It is. Yeah. Give it a moment. <laughs> <laughs> 331 people yeah. in Taiwan who legally changed their name to Salmon get free all-you-can-eat sushi. Which is great news for Gigi Salmon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'd bring it back to sport. Bringing it back to one of our former colleagues here. A bit of a, a name in the world of tennis, oh, of yeah, course, these days, as a commentator. Absolutely. Um, Mitchell's gone. That was a bit of uh, a bit of luck. Daryl Mitchell. Um, yeah, thank goodness. Uh, New Zealand's foremost Jack Leach impersonator. Have you noticed it? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He does look I mean, like the two of, They look like twins. <laughs> one chose to play for New Zealand and the other one chose to play for England. Separated at birth. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a big, yeah. important wicket because um, Andy was outside predicting 450 and shouting at the telly <laughs> like a madman earlier on. There was, yeah, there was a very expensive decision not to refer Mitchell it was wasn't daft, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it made it no was... sense. He's their best player. He's been their best player. Surely you had to review And it was out as well, but yeah. there you go. He's a good player, though, isn't he? Oh, oh very good player. He's had a wonderful good. series, he has. Like uh, a limpet. Well, that's true. Mm. Well, he's more than that because no. he's, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's played really well. Uh, I've got some good readers off of shorts. This is a good one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, uh, I've gone from trousers. But it is summer. So, readers off of shorts. It says here our smart cotton dress shorts combine style with modesty. So they're not see-through then. What are you talking about? <laughs> Iggy Pop's jeans. A pair of see-through jeans. No undercrackers. That was, that was a sight for sore eyes. Had a sporting measurement somewhere. Oh, yeah. A wet wipe island the size of two tennis courts, of course it you is. You don't want to go to wet... Why are you going on your holidays this year? Oh, we might try wet wipe island. What's it like there? Oh, well, if you have an ice cream, you've never got a dirty mouth, basically. Some, get a little bit of 90... Put a bit of flake around the corner of your mouth. Mm. What's wet wipe island like? It's have a, you ever been? I haven't. No. It's, no. Uh, 
it's um, basically an accumulation. Yes, of Yes, I'm, so. I'm aware of probably what it is. Like yeah. a like um fatberg. Like, like a fatberg. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk about moose like that. <laughs> it's very unfair. Where are we going? We're going to go wet wipe island or fatberg? <laughs> oh, berg. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you're right. Uh, footballers on holiday. It's very harsh. I Hashtag be kind, Dan. I am kind. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag Moose. Not to the England cricketers, you're not. God, blimey. Imagine there was a speaker in that dressing room. Even when they're playing well, they're 2-0 up. Anyway, go on. Yes, um, footballers on holiday. It's Pep Guardiola. Mm. and uh, He was frolicking in the sea, Frolicking in the sea. A wonderful uh, made-up onlooker said. Yes. <laughs> he never existed. Pep is renowned for his love of fancy footwork, but he looked a little bit tentative as he walked towards the waves. He spent most of the time chilling out on his sun lounger and admiring the view. Said nobody ever. <laughs> Said nobody because no one, nobody, nobody speaks like that. Why do they do this still? So a bloke in the, bloke in the paper goes up, thrusts a microphone or uh, or the phone under someone's, and then the first thing they say was, what, Andy, what, how did that phrase start? He's, he said, um, Pep is renowned for oh, his... Oh, yeah, because the first thing he's saying, <laughs> what did you see Pep Guardiola? Well, Pep is renowned, of course, for his fancy football. Why are you talking like a tabloid newspaper, mate? Is this something wrong But he looked a little bit tentative, yeah. the bloke said, as he walked towards the waves. <laughs> Feel the power, Andy's in the papers today mm. he said um he was he was talking to the darts show podcast and he talked about some of the uh, people that uh, that used to wind him up when he played he said peter manley was good at that i enjoyed the banter with peter mm. we get on really well but at the time i didn't like him at all as soon as he walked into a room uh, i wanted to hit him with a shovel it's <laughs> <Nice>. very specific <laughs> isn't it's it? very harsh <laughs> yes sure you just mean, throw darts at him you and they'll do the you, job you could have almost forgive him punch him in the mouth but yeah. he's, you know, he thought about it. He wanted to take a shovel to him. Come on, let's have the people in the world of sport you'd like to hit with Peter, a shovel. One shovel man. Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah. One shovel man. Yeah. And did you see um, Cristiano Ronaldo's in the papers? When isn't he? No. But right. um, he's getting involved with a crypto platform. Uh, yeah, me neither. Um, he's done an exclusive <laughs> NFT partnership, uh, Cristiano, with the company... From the pavilion end, NFT partnership. <laughs> <laughs> NFT, what a player he was. But um, yeah. the company are called Binance. Um, Trevor Francis. Brian Badonde, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking uh, football Binance very shortly, actually, because uh, Kieran Maguire joins us at Derby. Oh, Mm. wow. It's good news for Derby fans today. Uh, Somebody's bought the ground. That was the way to do it. David Klaus has bought the ground. um, So that's secured. That's safe, as Jim Bowen would have said. Now they can get on with the business of really buying the club and getting them out of administration after it was about eight, nine months. So we'll look at the numbers around that deal and hopefully cheer up the Derby fans with the Price of Football podcast. Excellent. Kira Maguire. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Chelsea also. about the ring fence a bit of money that... Uh, 100 million. That could mean they won't <laughs> be spending... a bit of money. Oh, okay, it's a fair bit of no, money. No, I don't think... It, I don't even affect the transfer thing because they knew about this. So instead of giving Abramovich, or who, not Abramovich, but whoever was received the proceeds of the sale... Hmm. They held back a hundred million because they weren't sure about. It. They hadn't been oh, okay. able to do proper due diligence. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy, you think that wicket's looking a bit tricky? Do you? Yeah, think there's a bit of spin there, a bit of turn. Yeah. yeah, these two teams are well matched. This will be another good Test match, I think. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Anyway, we'll um, we'll bring you more as uh, England come out uh, very shortly. In the meantime, Andy. Yes. Uh, what else have I got here? Um, did that bit. I've got news. Of oh, yeah, if you want me to bring it to you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, we talked about, uh, we're going to talk later on about a great sporting partnership coming to an end. I could have been talking about 
Robinson's Barley Water and Wimbledon. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah, Robinson's and Wimbledon have ended their 86-year partnership, bringing to an end one of the longest-running brand associations. Because I think sport. it was... I, I'd often... I like Robinson's Lemon Barley Water. You like I, it, do you? Yeah, but I'd only buy it around Wimbledon time because it, I'd be <laughs> reminded of it. of advertising. Yes, very much so, yeah. Really? It does, well, it does So work. you buy one bottle a year? Well, I don't now because I never watch Wimbledon. But in the old <laughs> days when I used to watch Wimbledon, I'd buy one <laughs> b- bottle a year. What a blow it is for Robinson's. That one bottle could have taken them over the edge. Oh, yeah, tremendous. what about that? It, well, but it was a staple, wasn't it? It was always yeah. there. I wonder right. why that is, because I suppose in the end, the players, what happened was, I think mm. that the players started having their own energy drinks and stuff like that, and I think people were ignoring Well, the company that owns the Robinson's, Robinson's Barley. The company that owns Robinson's wanted to do some more with their other energy drinks, but I think there was some issue around that. Oh, really? So okay. It is no more. You won't be seeing those bottle of bo- bottles of barley water sitting around. Red barley. <laughs> What's no. it called? Who's sorry? No, that's matter okay uh what else have i got here it's um it's fashion time fashion week time oh yeah gucci have come up with an incredible thing have you seen this yeah, oh yes we talked about oh, it. Talked the, adidas, half, the adidas loafers yeah. half a football boot half a loaf we had um we pass on that. abby come in to see us who is uh part of the fashion team for the sun to have a oh, look really? at really the, the full uh, collection they're doing trainers. They're doing all sorts. Bucket hats, sensibly priced at about four hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> really? Do you like those? Would you wear those slippers, Andy? Would you be seen out in I those? I wouldn't on? wear. Oh, no, I'm not mad about those shoes. I've got, I've got the non-Adidas version of these, and I don't like them. Oh well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else? Yeah. Brooklyn Beckham's wife, Nicola Peltz has appeared to take aim at her famous in-laws, saying her new husband felt pressured into careers he didn't enjoy. You think, oh, she's called work, mate. He's got to have a job. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? Well, it seems he that they... One now. What are they saying? They wanted him to be a... <coughs> anyway, oh, didn't blimey. Excuse me. They wanted him to... <laughs> They wanted him to be a photographer. He, he said... Uh, and he wasn't king. Yeah, his career changed from photography to cookery. So, but he's getting into very exciting things with his shows, apparently. Marvellous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Another very good ball by Trent Bolt. Wasn't a lawful lot Pope could have done, was there? No, it's it's difficult. I think, you know, the, the problem for England is looking at the conditions and looking at everybody else. If you take out Mitchell's 120, which he should never have got because he was out when he was eight and they didn't appeal it, then it's about 200, and that's about what England yeah. are going to make up. I mean, Mike Gatlin did just say 3-2-9 is a good score at Headingley, and he Well, it is, well and he right. should never have got there. You know, absolutely crazy, really, but that's too late now. We nearly had a run out as well. Just don't understand that. It just makes no sense that a bloke's absolutely plumb. Mm. You don't review it, and he's their best player, and he's made 300s in the thing, and you don't bother to review it. What is the thinking in that? Well, Mm. impossible. So 15 for two England. We said nearly had a a run out there as well. So uh, they're living dangerously. If that had been a direct hit, he would have been out. Uh, We will be chatting to author Daniel Freeb about uh, Jan Ulrich a little bit later on with the tour getting underway uh, uh, next week. Uh, in the meantime, Andy, um, you, do you have anything for no, us? I, uh, it, of course, it's Wimbledon next week, and it it's uh, strawberries. That's the whole thing, isn't it? But a chef wants to serve up a curry for Wimbledon made out of strawberries. Strawberry curry? Oh, don't bother. Really. It's <laughs> going to be horrible, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe you'll, a Brit come in and give us a taster. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll pass. This story kind of needed a bit more information. It says uh, residents at a care home were delighted by a surprise visit from two local alpacas, Coco and Tufty. 
Really? And I was thinking... Well, did they go of their own accord? Well, you know, my mum's not in a caravan, but she's in a place where she's in a flat, but she's got yeah. like kind of a lounge and she sits with some of her friends and everything. And I think yeah. the idea of a couple of alpacas turned up, I'm not sure how d- delighted they'll be. I take it there was some arranging. They didn't just open the back door and let them in. Here they were. I think it might freak them out. Anyway, no, it was called part of an animal therapy session, apparently, in Leicester. If I had an alpaca, I called him Kerry. With, <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? You would really, wouldn't That's you? That's right. I often think that. It's just like if you had a cocker spaniel, if I had a, I'd call it Jarvis, not Joe. And Come on. choices. And yeah. if you had a Springer spaniel, you'd call it Jerry, wouldn't you? That's be, very it'd true. It'd be very tempting. That's good. good a point. joke that would, I'd say, never wear thin, but would wear thin quite quickly. Carry <laughs> the alpaca would be very good, though, Andy. I mean, you should almost get one. I mean, will they take one in your flat? Yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andy, it's just, why did you get an alpaca, Andy? Well, I just, I just, to be able to say it's called Carry, really. But uh, we look after it. We've learned yeah. to love him. Yeah. And Andy Carroll is set to move to uh, Belgian champion club Bruges. I saw that, yeah. yeah. That's great for the Belgian tabloids. They can stalk him like ours did. <laughs> Tremendous with his, yeah. with his wife. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time for Martin Kellner's Week of Sport on TV. You found Andy in a good mood, Martin, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we don't have to worry too much about the cricket, do we? Because why is it, Andy? Well, why? Tell us pathetic. why. It's but you can't keep saying pitiful. disgusting and pathetic. Let's have a bit more of analysis than that. Well, how about keeping the ball out? How about playing with a straight bat? How about showing a bit of guts? How about showing a bit of resistance? All those things. Pathetic. Mm. But you did say earlier on that the first two wickets are just great balls by bolt. Yeah. But Crawley, I mean, Crawley's shot was absolutely pitiful, you know, and Stokes' shot was ridiculous, and the whole thing was ridiculous. He's trying to see the new ball off as they're trying to hit their way out. It was madness, absolute madness. Anyway, it's gone now, so forget <laughs> it. Okay. So, um, yes, yeah. Martin. Hello. How it are was, you? Uh, I'm not bad at all. It was quite uh, entertaining madness for about five minutes, and then I came in and put my headphones on, and it all, um, it all collapsed. Mm. But, as I was saying, you don't really have to worry too much about the cricket, do you? Because we've already won the series. So, this is just like a consolation goal for them, isn't it? Is, no, is Andy. Not, yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> no, he's not. No, he, he's not get on with he, Spawn TV. He's not don't seeing it. Right, me out. Right. He's not seeing it like well, that. No, that's fair enough. Uh, let's start with Paul Pogba then. Mm. That'll put you in a good mood. Yeah. Um, it's a, a new documentary series on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm. Um, thing about this is the, the best joke, they, they stole it because I wanted to come on here and say it's a Paul Pogba, Pogba documentary, a poggumentary, if you will. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. As in Spinal Tap. Yes. Um, but they've already done that because they call it... Pogmentary. Oh. And, um, Pogmentary f- is not as good as Pogumentary. No, better. it's not Pogumentary. Yeah, they've sort of ruined the gag there. Yeah, they have. Um, but yeah, it starts off as you might. I'm getting fed up with it. It's rather like the uh, Ronaldo one as well. And they're all, you, they always show you what a family man they are. Mm. Isn't it? I'm fed up of seeing scenes of footballers, internationally famous, um, multi-billionaire footballers, changing the nappies of their kids. I don't believe they do it all the time. I think they do it just for the documentaries. Call me old-fashioned. Uh, but it starts off anyway with uh, Paul Pogba. Like a shining star, the commentary says. He's easy to love. 
And I thought, he's easy to love? Well, let us be the judge of that. Um, he, he dares to express himself. Oh. He says, uh, I want to be elite. I was born ready. And then they do that clapperboard thing, which I'm moaning about. So oh, yeah, they do a lot of that. The, the, the soft yeah. focus clapperboard, then suddenly yeah. he's sitting there shuffling in his chair saying things Correct. like, how long is this going to take? Yes, exactly. So yeah. they do one of those, a bit of anima an animated sequence mm. in it. Um, there's a little bit of stuff that's mildly interesting of him when he was at Manchester United at uh, 16 uh, years old, of course. he went, Which, you know, was quite a step for him. You know, he'd not been outside France before. Uh, Manchester, not everybody takes to Manchester immediately. I say it's my hometown. Mm. Um, and I love the place. But not everybody does. And he was there at 16. Sounded from what he was saying as if he didn't get the most, you know, the warmest of welcome, if you like. It's difficult going into a, uh, a changing room like that. And he got into the first team uh, quite early. Um, then we see an early scene of uh, Mina Raiola, his uh, super agent, the mm. late uh, Mina Raiola. Um, doesn't take him long before he compares Pogba to, G to Jesus. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I thought... Isn't he the most <laughs> overrated player of all time, though? I just, I've never thought he's that great. He plays all right for France, uh, uh, but yeah. what has he done for United? Juve, Juve in that, that Champions League yeah. run, he was, he was fantastic. He, he was and he has played well for France, but he's no... played really well for France. But yeah. for United, he's been absolutely terrible. You're absolutely right. And do you know why that is, Andy? It's because they don't love him enough. Oh, they don't love him course. enough. They don't give fault. him... Do you know what they don't give him? Respect. They all want... You know, nobody gives anybody enough respect. And, no. of course, uh, Rayola says that um, Alex Ferguson um, disrespected him by not offering him enough money, very much like the uh, Ashley Cole thing. Mm. He said um, whatever amount of money it was, I'm sure it was a huge amount, but not enough, but whatever amount of money it was, he said, my chihuahua wouldn't walk on the train around for that amount of money oh. um, and he called it a lack of respect so there are five that's not episodes. a euphemism he really means his chihuahua would walk on the training ground I, mean, I think you wouldn't want him walking on the training ground yeah. no you, you wouldn't you know, really. business you, you, you'd have to take a bag in your pocket wouldn't you <laughs> just in idea, case really. I mean, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't have played well with Sir Alex would it no <laughs> whose chihuahua is that <laughs> imagine yeah. that yeah that indeed yeah um, anyway, so, Brazil, um, <laughs> but you know, in fairness to Paul Pogba, there's a scene of him, and I'm, I presume he did it, but there's a scene of him uh, giving food to the homeless, you know, handing out um, sort of oh, um, food parcels okay. to homeless people. Mother Teresa in, in, <laughs> Pogba, very much so, yeah. Uh, he says Manchester is very special to me. Okay. He wants to uh, do something for the people uh, of Manchester, is what he says. So is it um, a one-off or is it a, a No, a five, five episodes. Wow. Uh, I've only, I'm <laughs> going to be quite uh, up front here mm. and say I only watch one episode. <laughs> Don't blame <laughs> That's really all you need. Um, but it's called Pogmentary. It's Pogmentary. on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Let's hope Prime they never make a similar episodes. one about the Leeds uh, defender, ah, Robin yes. Cock, of course. So we move on. Um, <laughs> and man, as always, uh, good value, interesting, is uh, Pat Nevin, great. former yeah, Scotland, great show, Everton listen. and Chelsea winger. It's really good. I mean... Obviously, not many of us, even Scots people, will remember the 1982 under-18 Euros in Finland. 
Uh, but Scotland won it, and it is the only Scottish representative side uh, that's ever achieved that. They wow. won the uh, under-18s Euros, and uh, they they sort of framed the programme as a, a bit of a quest. It's Pat Nevin trying to find, because he's forgotten exactly what the goal was like. So he's trying to find the footage of it. It got no publicity in Scotland at the time. So he's, they've gone through, you know, they have a scene of him in the um, archives uh, of BBC Scotland in Glasgow. They can't find it there. He tries, you know, appeals on the internet and all that. They can't find any footage anywhere of um, Scotland's under-18 side winning this um, this Euro trophy. I he's beginning uh, to wonder if whether it actually happened or not. It was that sort <laughs> of thing, really. And, and the reason was, of course, in 1982, we had um, a World Cup, didn't we, in mm. uh, Spain? Spain so yeah. the Scot- and, and Scotland qualified, didn't they? So they were preparing for that. So any, in the Scotland review of the football year or whatever, um, they don't include this match. They beat Czechoslovakia 3-1. Hmm. So... Czechoslovakia doesn't exist. The match doesn't exist. Nobody can find anything. So it, they do it as a sort of quest. And he, he meets up with Gary Mackay, who was also uh, in that team as well. And uh, you may recognise this sort of um, activity because they try and recreate the goal that um, Pat Nevin uh, scored in oh, the final. Like a uh, phoenix there. from the flames. Like a phoenix from the flames. Oh. Exactly that. Uh, I thought you were... And exactly mm. like that, except mm. they do it with Subutio players. Oh, right. Yeah. So they have um, Pat Nevin beating five players. In fact, when they, when they finally... Spoiler alert... They do eventually find this footage, bizarrely, from uh, Czech TV. Um, Yeah, from Czech Republic TV. So, you know, Czechoslovakia, as we say, has Mm. uh, disappeared by that. But they all get back together to watch the... They get back to uh, the Hall of Fame in Scotland there at Hampden Park. And they all get back together to watch this uh, footage, which is a great scene. It's lovely seeing all these guys who played in a youth team in 1982. And there's a lot of stuff with uh, Andy Roxburgh and Walter Smith, who were the the joint managers of this, um, or manager and assistant manager, Hmm. of this uh, Euro side. And, of course, Walter Smith, as we know, uh, left us recently. Andy Roxburgh is working somewhere... Um, abroad, I he think, worked for Asia UEFA somewhere. for years, didn't he? he was like, UA, yes, yeah. I think he still works yeah. for yeah for 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 either for FIFA. I think it is. Right. Um, but yeah, it's great scenes getting together all these players. They go to Broughty Ferry, or oh, Broughty, yes. Broughty Ferry, yeah, which is of course Bob's the home servant of country, Bob's of servant country. Yeah. Neil Forsyth. I hope they had a burger creation. while they were there from the van. You'd have liked to have thought so, wouldn't you? <laughs> but yeah, they're up there. And there's um, uh, your ex Spurs player. You may remember Ali Dick. He yes, was in that, yeah, played, uh, yeah, of course, played yeah. at sixteen, didn't mm-hmm. he, for Spurs? And he was in that team. Um, And Andy Roxburgh, his great thing was having quizzes. He sort of invented, because they were in Finland. Mm. And uh, Finland in 1982 apparently uh, wasn't exactly party central. <laughs> there, were, there was very little to do in Finland. So the, But they created this brilliant bond amongst this group of players. And the great mm. thing was, you know, seeing them back together. And it's a lovely, lovely show. It's on um, BBC Scotland, so that's where you can see it. Okay, but uh, they do produce you, some very good documentaries. They do, BBC they Scotland. really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's on uh, iPlayer, <clears throat> so uh, you'll be able to see the. You know, you're able to pick. I it don't up know if Gareth. You reckon Gareth puts on a quiz for the England boys in Qatar? Maybe you do. What? Remember what was yeah, it? 
Remember uh, Dom Revy, Carpet Bowls? Yes, Carpet Bring Bowls. Bring back the Carpet Bowls of... for the... Uh, darts, it was a big thing last time. I mean, yeah, darts. Of course it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so they, the they've darts, gone yeah. back to... Andy took on Eric Dyer, of course, didn't he? Yeah. When we were in Russia. So uh, yeah. they like a bit of darts. So well, I think if you, you know, yeah. all those bonding things, they're, hmm. they're great. You know, they do work. And certainly, <clears> as far as this team, as we say, it's the best. Anyway, they eventually found the footage. It was a good goal by uh, Pat Nevin. And Scotland won 3-1. And it sort of brought the story back to, uh, to a nation that had forgotten it. I'll have a watch. Sounds good. Yeah, you do watch it. It's hmm. really good. Uh, you're back overnight, Martin, aren't you? Indeed I am. Yes. Bizarrely. Um, yes. From 1am to 6am. Yeah. yeah, nominally, 1am to 6am. And, what, and, what, and what's planned? Uh, is anything planned or you just sort of, is it like freeform jazz? It's a little bit like freeform jazz, but we do have two or three things uh, mm. planned. I'm talking to uh, Mike Miller, who used to be head of Channel 4 Sport. And yeah, he, yeah. Uh, runs through some of the sort of sport politics. So you'll have worked with him, Andy, I think. I did, yes. Yeah. Yeah, many years <laughs> it's ago. gave me a massive rollicking. It's incredible. <laughs> did he? Did he? Oh, yeah. What absolutely. a good day to remind him of that. Yeah, no, no. It was, uh, <laughs> it was when, the, when the Channel 4 uh, decided to buy Sumo. Oh, yes. And I was doing Channel yeah. 4 News. And so I said that this could mean uh, Gazza was playing in Italian football at the time. Mm. So I said they could combine the two sports they've got. And I mocked up Gazza as Konishiki, you know, the great... <laughs> Just for a bit, yeah. With Gazza's head on it. Yeah. And he just went mad. He went mad. Really? He said, uh, you know, when I got home, you were absolutely rollicking I got from him, which was ridiculous. He didn't like your comedy yes. sports entertainment He's, vibe. I don't think he liked me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the truth of the matter was, I don't think he liked me. Were you the cricket with him at the time? No, I wasn't. <laughs> we're England collapsing during this conversation. He's um, quite a serious guy, and well, we'll be talking, you know, so that's probably give, why. Make sure you give uh, yeah, Andy's my best. Andy's regards. Remind him. Remind Do send him that picture of Gaza. You can clip this and play it to him later. That'll give you a good could possibly do that, yeah. yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You're keeping an eye on the cricket. 88 for six. I'm trying not to keep an eye on the cricket. 
So look, look that, that, we, well, at what point are we saying they've rallied? <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends, really. Those two have been out there for a while now. Bearstow's looking good. 241 looking behind on a pitch that's not very conducive to making runs. OK, well, look, we've got to, let's be optimistic, shall we? I mean, let, let's try. 120. You're going 120. All right. Maximum. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to say you're wrong, but I, I'd sense you're not. So, um, we're going to find out a bit about the non-sporting TV. In the meantime, Andy, before we do that, have you got anything for yeah, us? It's really interesting like in the, a funny piece in the Times today <clears> that uh, <throat> the Overtons are the first twins to play for England. Yes. But uh, there were cricketing twins prior to that. And of course, the famous ones, Alec and Eric Bedson. They were famous, yeah. But the yeah, thing yeah. is, Eric wasn't quite good enough to play for England, the mm. Times Diary explains. And uh, they were playing a, a, in a match against Old England in 1947. I don't know if that was some sort of charity game or whatever. Uh, Alec bowled the first three balls of an over to Frank Woolley and let Eric complete it. The batsman didn't realise, remarking to the wicketkeeper, he's got a wonderful change of pace. It's brilliant, isn't <laughs> so it? So they were pulling that old twin stunt. Yeah, but to be fair, I met <clears> them, and <throat> they, they, are the most, they were the most twins of twins I've ever met. You couldn't life. tell them apart. You couldn't really? tell them apart. They wore exactly the same thing. See, I was... They told me that they, they they dressed intuitively. They didn't consult each other. They didn't call each other in the no, morning. They they just put on the same clothes. It's weird. They were wearing the same outfit, exactly. I've often thought that about twins. They say, look, I'm my own person. And then they go to something. They're both dressed in exactly the same clothes because they've made a wardrobe choice. You know, I don't know weird. if the Overtons do that. They're not. They're, they're sort of pretty similar looking. I don't know if they're identical. No. And they yeah. don't wear well. They are wearing the same clothes. They're wearing cricket ones. <laughs> <laughs> makes true. it makes it quite hard to tell them apart. Anyway, maybe it's his brother batting because he's supposed to be a better batsman. That'd yeah, be that would send that's, that's, yeah. that's the way That'd to go. Send Craig out to bat <laughs> and let Jamie bowl. There's there's some fella that keeps Bearstow's out of word. I don't know who he is. He's about six foot five, and he just keeps wandering about in the background. Have you noticed? Yeah, behind him? the bowl, he's as like well. a sort of huge dark sight screen. I basically suggest that he's never been to cricket. Yeah, before, I don't. See, he's got guess. a drink in his hand. I think someone's <laughs> taking him on hospitality, and he's no one's told him about the etiquette. So the stewards are shuffling him about and telling him to sit down to the end of the over. Not clever. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It is tea in the cricket at Headingley. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm still maintaining they've rallied. Let's get a, a tea update then from uh, Jake Robson. You feel a bit more confident than you did 20 minutes ago, Jake? Mm, no, I'm not <laughs> sure about that. Not, not yet, at least. No, no. Um, 83 for six is how mm. it's ended at tea. A bizarre session, really, of 20 overs that's seen Trent Bolt clean, England, clean bowl England's top three for single figures. Joe Root didn't last much longer either. And England were 21 for four inside eight overs. So Ben Stokes thought he'd try and hit his way out of trouble. And although his 18 runs from 13 was entertaining... It didn't last very long, and he became the first of two Neil Wagner wickets. Ben Folks the second for a three-ball duck, and that left them at 66 for five. The one kind of comfort, I suppose, is Johnny Bairstow. He's 33, not out at tea. Jamie, Jamie Overton unbeaten on 16. And this after England managed to dismiss New Zealand earlier for 3.29. They probably would have been reasonably happy with that at the time. But now as it stands, England 83 for six at tea, 238 runs behind. Thank you, Jake. They'll be out uh, just after four and uh, you'll be updated during Drive with Andy Goldstein and Darren Benton. Let's look at some of the non-sporting TV this weekend, if you can fit some in, with Mike Ward, Brighton Supporting Star Reviewer. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. 
Brighton corner first. Cucurella yes. seems to be getting ahead of steam. Mm. That would be a real blow. You don't want to lose two of your good players. I mean, no. the, club, the club tends to lose one. You don't want to lose two of them, do you? Careless. It would be To lose one. Yeah, but you're right, to lose two I'm of just, I'm, I'm slightly fascinated. I've just had uh, this afternoon had an email from the club, not personally, just the general one they sent mm. out, a new interactive <clears throat> app that we could, it's called Ask Glenn Murray. And it's a voice inter a voice really? interactive experience. Gives you the chance to ask Glenn Murray all your burning questions. You are, use your voice to ask Glenn a question and watch him answer. Sounds like a sort of press conference, really. Yeah. But, is but, it only but, football related? Could you ask him I don't anything know. about I've politics got, and stuff? I haven't had a chance to try it out, but that sounds <laughs> it sounds tremendous. I'm what did you make of it. last night's by elections? You yeah. ask, you could ask Glenn now. <laughs> Why I guess he's betting so terribly. Yeah. <laughs> what would you see do? How, how, how broad his, his, his scope is in, in responding yeah. and see how we get on. Well, give it a go. That sounds good. I will do. Um, in the meantime, Netflix we're going to talk about. From today, he's had a lot of publicity, and Ryan Atkinson, who doesn't do an awful lot of uh, interviews, has for this. Man versus B. And when I saw, sorry, mm. I thought well, that's a, a Mr. Bean vehicle. Yeah. But mm. I, apparently it's not, although I, there is a stri- striking similarity, isn't there, really? It, well, I mean, I, I mm. guess if you make these things and in you're interviewed mm. about them, you will point out it's very different. I mean, to the average consumer, you know, to, to you and me watching this, you're thinking, this is him being Mr. Bean, mm. and it's not him being Blackadder. And those are the two characters I always most readily associate with Rowan Atkins, yeah. and I know he's done other stuff. Um, it's basically a one long sketch. It's a series, technically, but in fact, each episode is about 10 minutes it's 10 to 12 minutes long so you can sit down and watch the whole thing it's a pg it's it's a sort of family friendly thing it's basically he plays a character who who is a house sitter who goes to look after this very posh house while its owners are away mm. the bee is a thing that that comes into the house starts bothering him in a Mr. Bean style, he gets annoyed, starts swiping it away, and the more he tries uh, to get rid of this bee that's bothering him, the more calamitous the consequences around oh. this high-tech, uh, over-elaborate smart home that he's looking after. How long is it? It's, it's about 90 minutes. Wow, really? Plus one man, minutes. one bee, 90 minutes? Well, no, there's a dog no, as well. There's a dog Oh, it's well. a dog, OK. Oh, I thought you said there were 10-minute episodes. Oh, no. I said ish. Oh, I my yeah, Nine, ten me up. minute episodes. No, so it's all right. It's about, minutes, oh, right. It's about 50. I don't know. <laughs> He's making ask Glenn you do Murray. The I'm going to ask Glenn. <laughs> ask, ask Glenn, Glenn Murray, Murray if it's any good. Yeah. So anyway, man versus B, if you're yeah. into that kind of thing. This yeah. is a bit on the nose, isn't it? Especially from Netflix. Yeah. Snowflake Mountain. Yeah, how to alienate bring, your audience. This is bring back <laughs> national service, effectively, <laughs> this is, isn't it? Much, yeah, it's an American thing. I mean, it's dropped, as I believe the kids say, on Wednesday. And it's basically... Basically, two um, ex-military guys, one guy I think worked for the bomb squad or something or other, who get these a whole bunch of really sort of extreme snowflakes. I mean, they're obviously playing up to the camera to yeah. a huge extent and takes them out in a wilderness, sort of Bear grills t- type of challenge, depriving them of all their sort of home comforts and their tech and all the things that they, you know, that, that makes life worth living as far as they're concerned. So it's an extreme version. They're, they're incredibly annoying. And I think if you're watching it from my own perspective, I'm thinking, right, these are just annoying people. And I want to see them humiliated, but I don't want to watch them humiliated so much that I'm prepared to just listen to them for more than about five minutes. So I kind of think, yeah, I get that. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who watch it and will enjoy the, the humiliation there. And, and, and presumably at the end of it all, because I obviously don't bother to watch the whole thing, um, <laughs> there, there will be some sort of some epiphany. Or yeah, whatever. of course there will be. Um, there, uh, yeah, G.I. Joel, who is one of the people involved in it, 
He says there's a heap of young adults who can't even unload a dishwasher, yeah. let alone hold down the job. I mean, that's Actually, an odd thing to start with. What's wrong? You can't even unload a dishwasher. Yes, I mean, not unload. I mean, loading is a difficult yeah, job. And it's I mean, it's it's loading's easy, I, really. I, I, I just say to my wife, back away. Yeah. Leave it to the master. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to see a broken glass. Well, let yeah. me get on with it. Yeah, and my wife's terrible at it. Yeah. I mean, sorry. <laughs> but it, that's not a sexist thing. Well, I it is, but it's just a fact. I mean, okay. Okay, well, we, we'd things. obviously thrive on uh, Snowflake Mountain. Um, <laughs> one, one question, yes. uh, which is a new game show on Channel 4. Yeah. And you, you win 100 grand. You win 100 grand, and it's basically uh, each pair of contestants, they are literally asked uh, uh, one question, uh, and there are nine, uh, 20 possible answers, 19 of them are wrong. If you uh, Effectively, the process is you find the one that's right, and if you get the one that's right, you win £100,000. But the, the first question, for example, is what is a circle? And then uh, behind each box, there is an answer, one of which is where it's something like where Surrey play cricket or other. So immediately, you, if you're an idiot, you say, oh, yeah, it's a circle, they play cricket, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then another one is, is it a pound, the shape of a pound coin? And you think, well, no, it's not exactly so. So that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of process. Hmm. And obviously, and it's uh, so it's, it's sort of intriguing and, and, and you know, perfectly pleasant. Way really to whetted me appetite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know how to sell it. They're going to give you that job in Channel 4's publicity I'm department. Never, well, I'm never, never going to work in PR, am I? And, no. it's, and it's hosted by um, by Glenn Murray. No, Claudia Winkle. Okay. Um, so a lot of Glastonbury this week. A lot of Glastonbury, yeah. yeah. It kicks off tonight on all the, all the BBC channels apart from BBC One. And then mm. tomorrow night, I think the big one, obviously, for a lot of people... Um, will be Paul McCartney. Makes me a bit nervous, if I'm honest, these days oh, for yeah, obvious really reasons. Shame. I you know, love him to bits. Love the Mad Beatles fan, but I just think it's a, it, it's not it's not as comfortable of a listen. You know, I know they did the right thing well, at Live 80, Aid. You know. yeah, yeah, and Live Aid, they forgot to put his mic on, and I'm thinking, well, well it shouldn't be um, his job, should it? Me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> They've got roadies, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's on. And then he's four times as old as who as as Billy Eilish, who's headlining tonight. So oh, there's right. there's a thing. Okay, so yeah, plenty of that on BBC Four. And Diana Ross is on Sunday. Oh yes, yeah, the old veterans, mm. the vet slot, the tea time <laughs> legends, tea slot. time, tea time yeah. legends. Yeah. And uh, anything else from the week? Oh, we got Diana Ross. You mentioned uh, Top Gear on uh, on Sunday. Yes. Can well. you grab? Uh, uh, as in find or buy, I'm guessing they mean uh, a reliable used car for less than five hundred pounds. Actually, second-hand cars are going up in value. Oh, they have, they? Yeah, it'd be quite yeah. difficult to do that now. Yeah, yeah. so I, I might get rid of mine actually once I've mended it. Okay, well, just you, we better ask Glenn Murray first. <laughs> I, have, I have reversed it into a few things, and I haven't bothered to fix the consequences of that because yeah. so, it's just a car, isn't it? You know, Andy, yeah. at one point, because he was playing a bit of cricket and he used to like get his big bag in there, yeah. got a kind of was it a Mitsubishi truck? Yeah. L two hundred animal, an L two hundred animals uh, couldn't known drive on the it. circuit, and um, couldn't park it. And I noticed <laughs> there was quite a few dents in the back of it. Yeah, and uh, I said to him, "Have you not got like uh, rear parking sensors?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> and I think I said that continuous tone. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. kind of yeah. It's just followed by the down. crash. Stop that yeah. noise. Yeah. What's noise. that noise? What's Bang! That's so annoying. Bang. Can, can I switch that noise off? Yeah, you know, it's a bit like taking. Thing. It's a bit like taking the ba- battery out of a smoke detector, isn't it? <laughs> well, so I, exactly. I had loads and loads of dents in the back, and I had it, it all fixed. It looked lovely, <laughs> and then I just parked it straight into a lamppost. The very day I got it back. <laughs> but, but 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 do you like cars or do you not care? 
Is that is that ultimately? Yes, I'm not really a top no. gear type of bloke, really. Yeah. You should be on it then. That's exactly they want. They should have people should get who, you on. Yeah, because I think <laughs> there's too many parallel car, parking. <laughs> too many car experts. But yes, absolutely. And then and then there's Wimbledon next week. Oh, Wimbledon, yeah, there'll be a lot yeah. of that. A lot of that. So there's schedules. In case, just so you know, make a note for your diary. EastEnders is on BBC Two all week. Okay. Well, that's yeah. I've, I've marked that down. <laughs> and, and, and as is the one show. So don't, for goodness sake, don't tune in onto BBC One or, or or series link it on BBC One and because you're just not going to get it. That's something you can tell show. Glenn Murray. Um, so thank you, Mike. Have a great weekend. Thanks thank for you, joining Mike. us. Cheers, guys. There we are, Mike Ward from the star there with his non-sporting telly, and that is us. Yes. We return on Monday at 1. It's always a hard Wimbledon week. Yeah, you, I know you love the tennis regular <laughs> yeah, updates great. in that early week. Marvellous. The uh, British players tumble. <laughs> Let's hope that's not the case this year. You going to go and watch the cricket now? Don't know. <laughs> done, I'll check the score when I get home. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And there we are. Uh, we'll do it all again on Monday from one, myself and Anne. Do hope you can join us. Until then, have a great weekend and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.